0: growing with Ashley Frasca.
1: Plants, flowers, trees and stuff. Brought to you by Pike
2: Nurseries.
3: On 95.5 WSB. Good Saturday morning right at the freezing mark. 31, 32 degrees here in Midtown Atlanta. It's going to be a very chilly weekend, but I am glad you're nice and cozy in your car, in your house and you are joining us here for Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. I think my 2-year anniversary for the show. Is coming up like next week And I've had a blast These two years have flown by um, Made a lot of friends I have gained a lot of knowledge A lot of uh, fantastic listeners And supporters of the show And I hope that continues We're going to learn together 404 872 Anything you want to call to talk about Or have questions about In the landscape, in the garden Um, It could pertain to houseplants Or birding, or insects And I don't think any insect is really much of a problem right now, but you don't know So uh, yeah, no questions off the table when it comes to anything about the outdoors 404 So I was thinking, I've got a couple of questions for you guys Maybe not uh, questions that you have to call in with, but comments or ideas um, I was talking to somebody who's not really an experienced gardener, but wants to be um, Has a house, got a house with a pretty established landscape But they're trying to learn what flowers to put in, right? They don't know the difference between annuals and perennials, uh, what time of year to plant, which flowers, you know, which ones are going to stay green, uh, like hellebores or lentin rose, something like that. That's, you know, going to stay above the ground and be visible all year round. Um, So I thought about that. I thought about, you know, with with a thread of snow last weekend and a little bit of frozen stuff yesterday, some really colorful, nice Flowers for this time of year Um, A lot of you have already seen your daffodils bloom And I'm just so thrown by that Um, I guess because the temperature stayed near the 70s um, As far as, you know, almost up to Christmas Or Christmas Day anyways Um, So daffodils are a little early Mine have not opened yet But thinking about primrose um, A nice little annual That is very, very cold hardy Uh, Pansies, of course You know, you planted those back in the fall They're going to last for at least another couple of months Uh, What else? I mean, Hellebores, Lenten Rose, that's that's that evergreen I was talking about that has such beautiful flowers, antique look, uh, faded kind of pastel flowers. But if you have other suggestions for maybe people listening that don't know what to do and they want pops of color year-round, call with your suggestions. I know there's a lot of burying shrubs as well that would make nice uh, color in the landscape. And for Scythia, the, the really wild... Yellow flowered shrub I, It may be a little early for that But I think that's probably something that could be A little bit of winter color as well But your suggestions, I'm welcome to them Because I, I know that there's a few that I'm forgetting 404 750 And in this first hour I want to spend a lot of time talking about Preparing for spring Because I don't want you to get the winter blues I don't want you to be bummed out that it's cold And you already feel cooped up And there's nothing you can be doing outside And you're just bummed out because it's cold and You know, COVID's still a thing and you can't really be out and be doing as much as as you're used to So want to keep things upbeat and light and positive and talk about planning for spring So at the bottom of the hour, Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery She works at the West Cobb location She has agreed to call in and we're going to talk about that Some of the things that she does to tidy up um, And also maybe ideas for protecting some things in the garden uh, Protecting the plants from cold And I want to talk to her about birding too. Birding is just one of my absolute favorite topics that I get to talk about on this show as well. And next month, speaking of birding, next month in February is the Great Backyard Bird Count, uh, which is a nationwide, actually all of North America participates uh, by the Lab of Ornithology at Cornell University up in the Northeast And uh, usually I do have someone from Cornell on the show to kind of explain what the Great Backyard Bird Count is How we can all participate, represent Georgia, get those numbers up there um, from folks here in Georgia And also, something else since we're not really outside doing a whole lot um, Things that you could be doing now though that pertain to gardening Are all of these online webinars, courses, seminars, things that you can learn Um, And just a couple that have popped into my inbox here lately I think I mentioned a few weeks ago um, The Spring 2022 Garden Lecture Series By the North Fulton Master Gardeners They're going to have a series of courses on different topics That begins February 6th And registration is free Um, So you're able to follow the North Fulton Master Gardeners On Facebook and find out all about their Spring Gardening Lecture Series And also got an email from Joe Lample Joe Gardner and he's got a, a lot of great courses um, on his online academy, um, some of which you pay for, but they're so worth it because you can go back and re-watch and take notes. And it's more than just PowerPoint. It's very interactive. He's got a lot of video. But a free live webinar that he's doing um, toward the end of the month is Seed Basics and Beyond. So if you've never started a plant from seed or you're wanting to maybe consider new seeds, new plants that you've not done before – his live webinar class, Seed Basics and Beyond, is coming up, so you can sign up for that. Follow his Facebook page, Joe Gardner. I um, mean, also one that I found during COVID, when I was really, you know, starting the show, trying to learn a lot more, um, was through the Alabama Cooperative Extension, uh, our neighbors to the west, next door, and they have done this series for a couple of years now, maybe even longer. But it's raising trees webinar series. And so it seems to be maybe once a month That they'll have an expert on You know, and it's a a Zoom call um, But they'll have an expert on With a lot of different things About trees I mean, it could be infestations It could be varieties It could be invasives It could be anything Um, And a lot of people that are um, arborists Can get credits or certificates um, For attending that But me, I'm just a geek So I just go and sit through it Just to learn So one is coming up Oh no, actually just passed This month uh, managing Armored Scale So a lot of you may not even know what that is Arborists probably need to know But I'm just fascinated by knowing things like that So there's some of the upcoming um, webinars And lectures and things that you can be a part of 404 um, So yeah, recently I did reach out to some of my Experienced garden friends My garden experts like Joe Lample And others who you'll hear from here in just a moment And I just wanted to say, okay So I make sure I'm not behind the eight ball guys What do y'all do to plan for spring? And boy, these are going to be some voices That you recognize from this show From Walter's show, the Lawn and Garden show For so many years And I want you to take a listen Because they may have some great ideas for you In prepping for spring And just getting in the right mood and the right moment To get ready for this next season
4: Hi, it's Walter Reeves, the Georgia gardener And what I'm doing to prepare for spring is to walk through my raised beds and clip off all the brown stems down to the ground. I've got flower stems from Asian lilies, daylilies, and coneflowers that need to be cut down so my beds look nicer. And then I'm going to go to Pike Nursery this weekend get some mini pine chips and spread them in a thin layer over the beds so they all look nice. And whenever I see any of that darn chickweed or bittercress or any other small weed, I'm going to pull it up and curse the lazy gardener who did not put out pre-emergent like he was supposed to last fall.
2: Hi, I'm Becky Griffin from UGA Extension and I plan for spring by looking back at notes I made the previous summer on new plants that I want to try in my own garden. Hi, I'm Erica Glazner, Horticulturist and Community Involvement and Events Manager at Piedmont Park Conservancy. And how do I get ready for spring? Oh my gosh. I get ready for spring by thinking about all the things I didn't do in the fall for my garden cleanup. Catalogs are inspiring, but before I can even think about planting anything else, I've got to cut back my blueberries, thin out, divide, clean up, and share all types of plants with folks. The first thing I'll be doing is making up for lost time. So all those plants I didn't cut back in the fall and all those weeds that maybe escaped me, I'll be addressing those. And then I'll be thinking about new plants to add to my garden. Hi, I'm Shannon Pable. I just received
3: a few lovely things from Plant Delights Nursery, some hardy cyclamen and turmeric. I'll probably get those in the ground this March... I'm also getting a lot of hardscaping done in the garden this winter.
2: I've been lining my trails with recycled wine bottles since our county no longer accepts glass bottles. It's a three-year-long project, and it's getting close to 8,000 bottles in the ground, and I should be finished in the next few months. Ashley, you have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.
3: So there are some really cool ideas from garden experts themselves. I know you've heard all four of them right here on Green and Growing, and my thanks to Becky, Walter, Shannon, and Erica for taking the time to record themselves. Uh, just kind of giving us a little a little peace of mind for planning for spring. All right, I've got time to jump out to the phones and out to Lilburn we go. First up's Lance. Good morning, Lance. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi there.
4: Uh, I'm curious what consists of or what conditions. Would have to be present to have a killing frost
3: Okay, that is a very, very good question So first of all, I kind of want to establish the difference Because I think as gardeners a lot of times Or just the general public Interchanges frost and freeze and somewhat inaccurately or uh, inconsistently And I've got Christina Edwards, our meteorologist, coming on later So I can have her get into this a little bit But the frost is when we get just a visible frost, right? Air temperature's cold, humidity's high To where you have a frost on your windshield or something like that Freeze is technically when the air temperature drops below freezing. So that one's kind of obvious, 32 degrees or less. Sometimes we get a frost when temperatures are above freezing. So that is possible even when it's 37, 38 degrees. So a frost and a freeze, totally different. Up in the north, I think they're a little more concerned with a hard frost or a killing frost like you were talking about. And that's really when temperatures drop below 28 degrees for a long period of time. And it is enough to kill... Top growth on root crops On perennials And all of that kind of thing Um, And I don't, you know, I can't really speak for Illinois, Michigan Up in the New England area You know, if perennials work the same way up there As they do down here Um, But I know when thinking about perennials A lot of rhizomes, bulbs, things like that Um, Down here, we are able to sometimes Safely keep those in the ground If we just have a mild winter And able to, you know, mulch over those And protect those And keep them uh, protected For for waiting for spring But up north, I don't know If they can take that risk It depends on how long That killing frost or that hard frost How long it stays below 28 degrees For what length of time I think to where, you know Those plants would be able to rebound So does that answer your question, Lance?
4: I guess so I guess it's a it's a combination of dew point and temperature, right?
3: Dew point, you've got to measure humidity, yeah, the water vapor in the air, all kinds of things that uh, <clears throat> science-wise go over my head. I mean, I know I've learned all of that, come on, and I, and I can tell you how to convert Celsius to, to Fahrenheit. But, yeah, so a lot of factors go into play there. And a good way to kind of follow trends, Lance, of our weather Weather in the southeast There's weather stations set up throughout Georgia And a cluster of them in metro Atlanta And when you go to georgiaweather.net Spell it out georgiaweather.net That is from the College of Ag uh, From the University of Georgia, the extension And that's where all of the data That comes back from those weather stations Is collected And put in there And you can see everything Uh, Average first frost, last frost Dew point, soil temperature Humidity Air temperature, all that kind of thing So it really helps uh, folks in the industry Kind of, you know, follow trends I appreciate the call, that was a great, great question And I hope I answered it sufficiently It's time to take a break when we come back The top three things to do in the landscape This weekend, it's Ashley Frasca Good morning, and you're listening to WSB
0: I'm Channel 2 Action News Meteorologist Brad Nitz A cold start to the weekend, mostly sunny By later this afternoon with a high of 44 Tomorrow, sunny, low 26, high 48
3: Thank you Brad That weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing 404-872-0750 Just after the bottom of the hour We'll talk to Santa Charlie in Florida Why will his strawberries not fully ripen? I have a couple of ideas And J.R. in Riverdale Is their source for maybe finding Miniature type vegetables Almost like dwarf varieties So we'll talk about that But now it's time to do this Green and
1: Growing Green and Growing With Ashley Frasca Here's your garden to-do list this week
3: Alright, have a couple minutes here to get into this Number one, if you have a plum tree, listen up I don't know how many of you do, but I know there might be four of you Maybe four So it's a good idea to check the limbs regularly to see if they have any black crust on them And if you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about That's black knot disease So the only way to manage that is to prune it out I know a lot of people with home orchards have fungicides, copper fungicides and all these things ready But uh, pruning out the black knot disease And if you have a lot of limbs affected, then you won't have much of a tree when you're finished pruning, will you? So, gosh, those are tough. Peach and plum trees are really, really tough. Number two, tend to your compost pile. You think there's not really a whole lot to do. Uh, Winter winds and low humidity can dry it out pretty quickly if it's just outside. Water it sparingly on a day when it won't freeze. You don't want to do that. And if the compost pile has frozen, just don't attempt to even work it or turn it there's no way it's going to get up to that 100 degree plus mark that it needs to. So just wait until it thaws out. If the pile's not frozen, you can keep adding all the green material, like all those kitchen scraps and things, add brown material like the dead leaves, and as the weather warms up, that's going to get it going again. And it's not warm enough now for anything to be happening. You know, it's... There's not any of that heat to start breaking things down So just wait for temperatures to climb back up And number three, cut back any frost Damaged plant, entirely remove And dispose of any dead or diseased Plant, please do not put those in the compost pile Um, I finally removed my Warm temperature loving Vinca Plants, they lasted in my planters By the front door through Christmas Which was incredible, I kept deadheading them But now I replaced them with pansies um, And that's going to be just fine, gave it a nice New layer of mulch, and they're going to be happy for the next couple of months. Okay, coming up, Charlie in Florida, JR in Riverdale, Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery, and hopefully you. 404 8720750. We'll be back to Green and Growing. Stay tuned.
1: Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff brought to you by Pike Nurseries
3: on 95.5 WSB back so soon at the bottom of the hour here on green and growing glad you're tuning in on a very chilly as Ms. michelle just said literally freezing saturday morning but that's okay we're gonna have a good time we're gonna be here with you until nine o'clock and already some great calls lined up 404-872-0750 let's jump right out and head south go to florida and talk to santa charlie good morning
4: how are y'all up there
3: we are really really cold but i bet you're not
4: well, we're getting that way. We're not going to be with about five degrees difference than y'all are today.
3: Wow, I'll be. Shoot. Well, what's going on, my friend?
4: Well, that cold snap we had about a week ago uh, changed my t- uh, strawberries a lot.
2: Really? I had
4: some that looked kind of like Roma tomatoes, not as big, but the mm. shape of a Roma. Wow. And I had some that was regular, looking like a strawberry, and all was fine. Then after that cold snap and all, some of the berries... Are turning to like looking like a double berry you know what I'm talking yeah like a, yeah okay they turn like some of them are beginning to turn like double berries and they're not ripening on the bottom kind of like blossom in rot but mm-hmm. it's not rotten it's just it's it's still white they're not turning and some of the strawberries are actually getting kind of like a hard flesh any ideas
3: no, not really. I mean, obviously, you know, ripening is affected so much by climate, the amount of sunlight, soil temperature yeah. or soil soil type. Um, and I know you know what you're doing as far as the soil content goes. I mean the no, fact no
4: I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, well actually actually these are in a in a vertebral, it's kind of like a hydroponic oh, kind yeah. of thing. Cool. But now I did take some old P V C and stuff it with uh some good dirt, and me some holes. I got them coming up in that, and they're all doing good in that. But I don't know, understand why in the vertigo that they're doing as they're doing.
2: Yeah, because I
4: did several things with PVC, uh-huh. and they're all doing good. That's coming up in them. I hang them, I painted them up, red and black for bulldog colors.
2: Oh, you go. and, uh, good. Strawberries
4: are coming good out of that, but just in that vertigo thing, they're 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 morphing and they're not ripening at the very little bottom now. And, uh,
3: and I'm sure that tower, you know, I mean, is it is it able to be rotated to where they're all getting, you know, good sunlight? Or is this? do you have it placed in such a way that it's going to get the sun as it's casting over the sky?
4: No, I've got it in a uh, flash. i got two of them. Okay. And I had it in this little fishing buggy thing. You put your fishing stuff in there and take it to the beach. I've got them in there so I can roll it around. And when it gets real cold, mm. I can just roll them in the barn like I'll probably do tomorrow night. Oh, cool. But then... We've been picking them at the strawberry farms. They're they're just ripe as they can be. What are they going to do about the cold? Is it going to change theirs? Because they they grow theirs in a in a an outdoor hydroponic kind of a thing. Yeah. They mound it up. They put the black plastic over it. Mm-hmm. They've got a water line, and uh, so I don't see them covering those up. And is the same thing you think going to happen to them Is what
2: happened to
3: mine? You know, I just, I really don't know, Charlie Because, you know, here yeah. in here in Georgia I mean, I'm used to doing them the way we we do And anticipating that the weather gets colder Just knowing that I have to protect my hanging baskets That I've got strawberries in So the fact that we don't really have the fruit set At this time of year It's, it's puzzling yeah. to me to know um, How folks in Florida deal with it Because, yeah, obviously the temperature's not going to be as low For as long a period of time down there As it is here Um, But I mean As far as the Not ripening at the bottom I I really would just Give it a little more time Um, And wheeling it in and out Is absolutely brilliant That you've made that In such a way That it's easy for you to do Um, And I know you know (laughs) You know the fertilization Needs as well But for people who Kind of forget Or maybe aren't sure About the fertilization You know When you look at that bag there's three numbers, 10, 10, 10, or any any other variety of numbers, but nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. And the reason it's important that you know the order, N, P, K, that the fertilizers are listed in is so that you know you're buying the right fertilizer for what you need. So Walter used to say with that N, P, K, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, up, down, and all around. So that's exactly the order in which the, the numbers are set. So up as nitrogen helps growth of the leaves, the tops of the plant, Phosphorus is down So overall root growth And Charlie you're not Having any issues there But I wonder if you Were to maybe explore Fertilizer with a higher Third number that Potassium that K That's kind of going to Be the overall health Of the plant maybe Make sure that the Fruit sets a little bit Better and a little More uniformly Um, but Yeah if anybody has Any insight as to the Strawberry industry in Florida I'd be curious Because I'm sure They're very well Prepared with the Frost cloths and Things like that but Much beyond that and Harvesting them this time of year it just doesn't happen up here So Charlie, thank you so much for the call, my friend 404-872-0750 As promised, up next, Mickey Gazaway. Good morning Good morning, Ashley, how are you? Thank you so much for joining me on a Saturday morning I know you were up and at them, right? Of course, that's going to work <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if you heard the beginning of the show But we heard from some of our friends uh, They checked in to let us know how they're preparing for spring And I could not leave you off of the list of garden experts. And you and I kind of had a good conversation, a good back and forth. So how you prepare for spring. And I love it. Okay. Are you ready? I am so ready. I got my (laughs) my notepad and my pencil. The first thing I'm going to
0: do, which has nothing to do with gardening, is I'm going to paint the fences that I've got stuff in front of. Yeah. Because I always wait till summer, and then I need to paint them. And there's all this stuff in front, of so this to <laughs> be the first. Thing I'm gonna okay. Uh, the other thing I'm going to do is, um, I'm going um, to. I need to do a soil test in my in my garden mm-hmm. because, especially if I need. Um, my tomatoes I know I'm going to need some um, I'm going to need to do those And so I'm going to do a soil test I'm going to do that Monday <laughs> And clean out my asparagus bed I don't know if you remember last year I put it in the asparagus yeah. bed And it's kind of weedy right now So before they start coming up I want to clean that out Do you so clean it out? Like you,
3: Do you totally remove the ferns Or you leave some of them? Oh oh no, no The fern, they're not there You can't see anything No, the weeds out of Oh, okay, I'm going to okay. weed it
0: yeah, because it's gotten gotten kind of weedy over the winter But I'm going to do that so, And I actually get the harvest this year yes. So last year, don't harvest the first year So I'm going to actually do that So that's going to be fun I'm looking forward to that uh, Let's see, what else? Now you, oh, mentioned,
3: you mentioned watering evergreens And tell us why you do that Oh, well,
0: you were asking me what I would do to for cold, for help the cold haulage. Anything that's evergreen, I water when it's going to get super, super cold. I mean, really here down into the low 20s or in the teens. Most everything's okay. I don't have anything that's really ticky. And things that don't have um, leaves on them don't really need it. So anything that's evergreen, if, it, if it's super, if it's going to get my camellias and my Isaiahs and things like that. Then I'll go out and water those just for, And I'm watering the roots, you know Because what happens here when it gets cold Is that uh, we have wind along with it And it desiccates the plant So that's why I try to water the roots Just before we're going to have a really cold spell But we really haven't, I haven't had any of that this year at all
3: Good, okay, that's helpful, that's helpful So yeah, sorry to kind of Here we are looking forward to nice spring warm weather And I I just (laughs) made you you revert Yeah I just made made you revert to Hey wait we're still cold what do you do Okay so yeah yeah, so anyways as you're out there You're weeding the asparagus bed You're going to be painting the fence But you do you have a notebook and a pencil And that's what I love That's how I love gardeners are so astute And so prepared and organized
0: and you know what? I noticed somebody else said that they were looking at what they had last year. I look at my telephone, and I've got all these pictures that I put on my phone. Yeah. I've got 10 billion pictures on my phone. And I look at what I did last year and the things that I liked and the things that I hated, and I, I start to fix those. <laughs> that helps a little bit. Too. Yeah, is, there really, wonder...
3: is there really something that you, in the garden that you just hate?
0: Yes, five-leaf acubia. Oh,
3: okay. okay. It's a
0: plant from Hades. <laughs> I hate it. And I, I work on it and I noticed some out there the other day oh I pull it and not only is it evergreen and but it also and it, it comes up other places but it drops seeds everywhere Mickey's going it's to really war good. ladies and gentlemen <laughs> oh my gosh I hate it oh God. It, it, that's, that's that's my worst plan that's okay. I hate more than anything. <laughs> oh I got to say good things good thing women you said what uh, you said earlier what was I noticing that looked really good now and that's my winter jasmine and my winter honeysuckle oh cool. Um, it smells so good out there, and it's just now starting. And I've got these little white flowers on the winter honeysuckle. You know, it's Lonicera fragrantissima. Oh,
3: look at you and with the Latin. So I'm a, well, I love
0: that name. Don't yeah. you think that's a neat name. Uh-huh. Fragrantissima. So I love that, that And nothing you need to do
3: I mean since it's winter Honeysuckle It's hardy There's nothing you need to do To protect it Right?
0: No it's it's a shrub It's mm-hmm. actually a shrub I don't do anything to it
2: Good.
3: And since
0: it's blooming now If I want to cut it back I'll cut it back In the spring so. yeah. But uh, I just enjoy it And the of course the winter jasmine Has got the yellow blooms All over it And it keeps the. It looks like it's evergreen It's really not It's got these green stems And they're bright green All winter but it doesn't actually put leaves on it until after it blooms And it's got these pretty yellow blooms So it's pretty right now too Wow So I've just been going all over the yard
3: You know, it's and I fun. think that's so helpful When you keep the photo album and the camera roll on mm-hmm. your phone As you mm-hmm. mentioned And thank God for my Facebook page For the <laughs> Facebook page for the show, Green and Growing um, I'm able to do that same thing Go back and reference yeah. photos that I posted this time last year See what's different, see what's grown See, see what didn't work out So that's really... Um, a great way to stay organized and kind of keep up with your garden that way
0: yeah i i love doing that and something else i noticed last year that i love that i love um, kimberly queen ferns i don't know about you but i have those in all of my um extra if i don't know what to put in a, a container i put a kimberly queen fern in there but they st- they stayed pretty until um, December this year, so they're still in there and they look awful now. So I've got to pull all those out. And play the- oh, and I got to tell you one more yeah. thing. I know you've got to go, but um, the two my two favorite annuals last year were brown eyed girl, which is a helianthus or um, um, a sunflower, okay, and of course, dragon wing begonias. Oh, I really know blue. you love those. You've got to try the the dragon wings. Of course, bloom in the sun of the shade, and they bloom all summer. I had them into. I had I actually took a picture of one in January that had a little bit of bloom on it, and they are they're just so easy. And the brown-eyed girl, when they come on, everybody needs to look at those at Pike. They they say they have a thousand blooms, and they truly do. Whoa! It absolutely is. Everybody that came in my yard I had them in a, um, a big whiskey barrel And they just filled that whiskey barrel and they looked so pretty And, and that they, is an annual It is an annual I wish wow. it wasn't, but it is my But goodness. it truly bloomed It bloomed until probably November this year Isn't that cool? It. Thousands of so, blooms
3: That's awesome yes. Okay. Oh, Mickey, so good you, You've <laughs> inspired us I'm sorry I had to revert back to what you're doing for the cold Because let's be real, that's where we're at right now But some great ideas spring. for planning for spring Thank you so much for checking in this morning You are quite welcome You have a great day, All stay right. warm Love you, friend, you too You too, bye-bye All right. We'll be talking to you Love hearing from Mickey Gasway Always so optimistic and Cheerful about the the prospects Of the next season. I love it. So JR and Riverdale, I promise I'm going to get to you Next with miniature types of vegetables Maybe tiny tomatoes, other things Daryl and Conyers, how to kill fescue Without hurting Bermuda nearby So I've got some ideas for him 404 872 We'll be right back to Green and Growing on WSB
0: I'm Channel 2 Action News meteorologist Brad Nitt Decreasing clouds today, a high of only 44. Tomorrow, sunny and cold Low 26, high 48
3: Thank you for the update, Brad The weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing And I'm really glad to have a meteorologist do it Because when I read it off the website It just kind of seems disingenuous So Brad and Christina right here on WSB They know what they're talking about alright four eight seven two 404-872-0750 JR in Riverdale has been more than patient this morning And he's up next Hey, JR
1: Good morning and a happy new year already
3: You too, haven't uh, talked to you in a while How you been? How's the new year?
1: Oh, uh, hang, Hanging in there like everybody else Trying to stay vertical Right, absolutely uh, <laughs> I'm checking to see. Now, are these miniature plants, uh, vegetables, i read in one of those almanac magazines, it was like a little couple pages in the article, but they didn't really say a seed company. Is that more for something, a commercial thing, or can, you know, a, just a regular gardener try to experiment with the uh, miniature vegetables? I thought maybe tomatoes, especially patio mm-hmm. style, or, or, you know, something you can grow on a patio and say, a five, five-gallon uh pale. I know Walter's self-watering tomato plants have always worked well for me, Uh, and now with possibly some new varieties, some new hybrids uh, this coming year, there may be a source to get some seeds or uh, something to help the tomato grower family uh, that for especially apartment people, that patio would be the the new norm, so to speak, to try to find some hybrid seeds to start Start up maybe next month maybe uh, even Yeah. So you have some early starts
3: And I think the industry has been well ahead of this trend For maybe, you know, 10 years or more In thinking that, yeah, bringing gardening to the city And allowing these dwarf varieties To really thrive in situations Like you're saying, apartments, condos You know, people with not as much acreage and land I mean, we all know if we've grown the tomatoes And raised beds for years and years How bushy and tall and just uh, Sometimes unmanageable they can be So JR, I would venture to guess I mean, I've not spoken to any growers But that a lot of these small varieties Would would be easier to find than say Five or ten years ago I mean, I think a lot of them are still kind of experimental But my suggestion to you, um, obviously I'm going to say start with Pike Nursery. You're in Riverdale. Start with Pike Nursery. See what seeds they have. And, yeah, we're starting to think about that, you know, what, six to eight weeks before the last frost when we want to think about starting seeds indoors. So that's coming up here pretty shortly. Um, but for you on the south side, I know this is, this is kind of a haul, but about 40 miles south of you is Adams Briscoe Seed Company. And for folks that are more on the south side – um, south of Metro Atlanta, Adams Briscoe, family-owned seed company Has been there for generations And I bet you that Jimmy um, would have some cool seed varieties, too And like I said, I don't think they're just kept to uh, commercial you know, growers I think that it would be available to all of us
1: You say it's Adams Briscoe?
3: Uh, Briscoe with a B Oh,
1: Briscoe, okay mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, Adams Briscoe Seed Company um, down in, I want to say middle Georgia But Jackson, Georgia I guess isn't really middle Georgia yet um, But further south than we are For sure, so yeah, Pike Nursery's got some Great varieties, and you know, not only talking About the dwarf plant size But also the variety of tomato itself Going to be, you know, tiny tomatoes And I think that that's kind of popular now So you shouldn't have any trouble
1: Okay, great, Just let me, another question here I've got some of these, they call them purple plants. You know, I guess they're really a uh, troubled plant for most people, but you see a lot about mailboxes and such. They have those pretty purple plants. I've got a whole bunch. Uh, they're nice. I put them in the, propagate them, and they're sitting in a bucket of water. I mean, gee whindikers, I hate to have them die or something. Uh, what's the chance of them surviving by putting them in the ground now, or should I just keep them in the water and kind of keep them warm for the for the springtime and then put them in uh say next month or something towards the end of next month.
3: I'm almost wondering if that's not Peruvian Shield And I know there's another one that I'm not thinking of the name right now And it has small pink flowers in the spring I think it'll be okay I mean, it really depends on the forecast of how mild of a winter we're going to have But JR, I I think they are They grow like gangbusters So I think you're probably safe there Hey, thanks for checking in Thanks so much for holding, too And Daryl from Conyers, you're up next Killing fescue without harming Bermuda lawn And more calls, 404-872-0750 on WSB